Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, she's back. Huh? She's back in the hot seat. Is that you starting the episode? Yeah. That is very low energy. Why are you joking? Wait, 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 she's back. You want me to scream it? <laughs> she's back. I'm just trying to be cool. Uh, she, look, I, he, have you ever opened a can of Coke before? No, it's the microphone's too close, but I also have my acrylic nails, so it's uh, quite hard. Listen to this, everyone. That's sexy. Oh, my God. Wait for the burp. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're in. Trigger warning. Burp. Grace Campbell reporting earlier from, <laughs> from Southwark. On the front line. <laughs> on the front line. How are you? Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> doing your belt up. <laughs> I'm doing my zip up. I thought you... Why not? Sorry, I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm all over the place. We're going to get place. into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts. We, it's me, Jamie, and me, Grace Scamble. We're here. Did you have your hair cut the last time I saw you? I don't know. Did I? I don't know. I think I didn't. No, I didn't. No. What do you, but I need to shave it again. What do you think? Be it's honest. good. You like yeah, it? Yeah, I like it. Someone yeah. finds me hot. Get a line, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks good. I don't think it was like that the last time I saw you. Yeah. Well, yeah, hot. you look like a sort of... Rude. Did you like the picture I sent you of the Peloton oh, guy? So good. So, Grace sent me a message saying, my friend sent me this asking if it was Jamie. <laughs> and it was you on Peloton. <laughs> one of the instructors on Peloton. Some German guy. <laughs> it was so I get sent lookalikes yeah, all I the bet. time. All the time. Who would you say you look like the most? Jude Law, easy. Eminem, I was going to say. <laughs> you look like Eminem. Ju- Ju- uh, for- who? I think you said Forrest. Boris Johnson. Who said Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> Boris Johnson. Um, no, you're better looking than Boris Johnson. Judge Rinder. Yeah, you do look a lot like Judge I Rinder. You do look a lot like him. He who do you get? Pool. Susan Boyle. Uh, who's that? Uh, yes. Billy Connolly. You don't get Billy Connolly. I do get Billy Connolly. Um, who's that character from, it was like a kid's show mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, oh, I need to remember. What else do I get? I get, like, it's never, it's really funny. <laughs> I remember this story the other day. So I was once on a date and I was at the Standard in King's Cross mm-hmm. and I was on a date with this guy and then there was a table of middle-aged women on the table next to us and they were all kind of like smiling at me and then what I one of them came over and was like, sorry, we just like have to say you look so much like our friend. Like she's just gone to the toilet, but you look, so, you look like you could be her daughter. <laughs> and I turned to my date and I was like, trust me, like this is never, it's never a hot person that comes back from the toilet ever. Like it's like never someone buff. <laughs> And also my mum is pang. Like my actual mum, like all my male friends fancy her. She's so hot. She looks like Kirsten Cohen from the OC. So Does I was she? Like, yeah, no. like, she, she's so buff. Like it's like a <laughs> well-known thing in like my friendship group, like how hot my mum is. And she's aged so well. Anyway, this woman comes back from the toilet and she looks like the pigeon lady from Home Alone. <laughs> and I was like... 
oh my god yeah we look so alike and then like got a picture with her because didn't want to be rude so I was like you could so be my mum thinking if my mum saw this right now I get her my friends call me pigeon lady from home alone whenever I wear a hat they're like oh it's a pigeon lady <laughs> So good. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine. I know. Like, you're just going, it's going to be good. No. Someone comes up and you're like, oh my God. No, it's never. Even when people are like, oh my God, you look so much like my friend. And then they like show me their friend. And I'm like, that person looks inbred as hell. You've got to use that in your stand-up. You know? yeah. It is so <laughs> funny. That is genius. Um, so tell me, how are you doing at the moment? How are you feeling? I sent you a message the other day. Yeah, you did, saying you're feeling really anxious. Feeling really anxious. Are you still feeling really anxious? Mm, yeah, low level, I think. Really? Yeah. Don't know why. Well, maybe I don't know why. Maybe it's being married. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but this is why I wanted to ask you, right? Because yeah. I think I'm feeling a bit like... The only way I could describe it It's going to be a therapy session today, guys, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. The only way I could describe how I'm feeling is flat. I don't necessarily feel anxious. I feel a bit like... Boom. That. Like that. And I was just talking to my best friend and usually like it's the time of the year where I've written a new show and I'm taking it to the Edinburgh Fringe. And I am going to the Edinburgh Fringe for a week this year, but I haven't got that momentum that usually I have, which is like this time Excitement, last year, very go. excited. Like I had this big month ahead of me and it was like so much possibility, but I don't have that. And what I want to ask you is, did you feel, do you think maybe you feel anxious because it's just like a come down from the wedding? Ah, I haven't, haven't even thought about that. Do you know what's so funny? That's really weird that you haven't thought about. No, <laughs> that's I, quite. I'm like a dog. I'm low just level like, like psychoanalysis. <laughs> like, what? Yes. <laughs> Get out of here! Yeah, because it's, it's like when you have something that you're building up towards for so long, and then suddenly it's over. It's a very. It's like a drug. It's like a. Come I down feel from a, drug. a bit like bored <laughs> I, I okay i i think I, I think i'm an addict to endorphins mm -hmm. like i would say like i'm addicted to happy like i love it like i freaking love it like like anything that that sends your little sparks in your head going all the time i just love more than anything and um, i think you're right i think that the wedding was a year and two years of build-up whatever it was and it was like such a big thing and, and it was all it was like driving right it was a destination and actually sometimes i think having a destination is like a really good thing because you're always driving towards it and then it happened also my sleep was so bad leading up to it i couldn't sleep. really dude i couldn't sleep that's interesting. i couldn't sleep and i was like normally i'd like I'd have and how are you sleeping now really well okay that's good so i think it was like all this underlying pressures but and then it's ended and now yeah i think there is a little bit of like low level it's not even low level. It's like, it's just anxiety. There is definitely like, but my anxieties, how does your anxiety manifest itself? My anxiety manifests in like, I think I'm dying. So it's always like, I'll realize I'm really anxious when I've like texted my mum and all my best friends being like, I've got four different types of cancer because that's when I always convince myself I'm dying in some kind of way. So like, I've always got like a brain tumor or like, I, and then that's how I know I'm really anxious. Cause then I'm like, oh no, I haven't hopefully got all of these things so yours isn't like a feeling it is also like you know i struggle to breathe and but actually weirdly so when i was younger i used to like my panic attacks used to manifest in like a sort of like overwhelm like i almost felt like i'd been drugged and like i couldn't breathe and everything was like moving and now 
my panic attacks are just floods of tears. And I know now that that is what, like, me having a panic attack is now. But I used to be like, you know, when I was with my ex-boyfriend, I'd be like, I'd burst into tears and cry and cry and cry and be like, it's your fault, like, you're making for this way. Actually, now I know that that's just panic attack. But they've, my anxiety, how it manifests, has evolved over the years. So it's not how it used to be. This is a really big point as well. My anxiety, I, I try and pinpoint it. So I go, oh, Sophie, it's you. Or it's this, or it's that, or it's that. That's not a good way to do it either. You pin, no. you put it onto things. Oh, if I change house. Yeah, well, that's exactly. Then it's going to be, okay. oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's this. Oh, if I eat chocolate at six in the evening, every evening, then it's going to be okay. That's yeah, what happens. Yeah, it's like how right? sort of people really like build up to say, if you have like a really big insecurity and then you build up to getting plastic surgery or getting it removed or whatever it is that you hate about yourself. Mm. And they think that they'll do that. And then that feeling about themselves goes away but it doesn't work like that so this you know is it's amazing. like it's I, I like, shit like this it's like you know people do that all the time where even me at the moment i'm like my life is flat i must move the country i must move country i must move to america like i have to do something like i have to change something about my life but i probably would get there and feel the same you feel, way you would get relief for like a month two yeah. weeks and then the same feelings would creep it's back. about how you feeling yourself but then i think also there's a lot to be said about actual chemicals i think the way i'm feeling at the moment is actually just chemical i think i've been going out too much this year i've been probably drinking too much i have maybe been a bit too busy and i've had a little like i've, I've not had enough structure and i think that's meant that it's made my i, I, I just feel like i'm lacking in serotonin is how i feel I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, that's why I told you to go and see the doctor. I know, and I didn't. And you haven't. Should we say what you said? I said, because this is good advice for it's everyone. Great. This is great advice. This is great. I, I sent Grace a message saying, I'm feeling anxious, help me. <laughs> yeah, and I helped you and then you didn't do it. Um, <laughs> so I said, you should maybe go on antidepressants, which mm. is what I'm on, citalopram for my anxiety. But you could go on like Searchly and there's all kinds of different things. Um, propalanol, which is like a beta blocker, is amazing. But that's it's like, physical, right? That's like a physical sensation that calms it. That is exactly. It's like it stops the adrenaline. So right before you're having a, pan a panic attack, like panic attacks are basically like when people would be like fighting in war, they would experience the amount of adrenaline like in a battle that you experience when you're having a panic attack. It's like your whole body is being like <sighs> flooded with it, adrenaline yeah. and you just sat there on your own in your house. So you don't know what to do. You feel like you're going to explode <laughs> or you could kill someone. <laughs> It's a crazy feeling. But just quickly, just I'm going to tangent that. My, you talk about how your your anxiety manifests itself. My anxiety is wild how it manifests itself. Like I get like really intrusive thoughts, and you, it's quite hard to control like the thoughts about stuff, right? One of the thoughts I had today I was in the gym. I was in. The... <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was in a spin class, you know. Yeah, love. And the. <laughs> there's <laughs> a big mirror in front of us and the instructor goes around with this like she had this like candle she went round to one of the people and they like blew it out darkness went around the other one blew it out blew it out can i just say yeah. i hate that oh, if, well, listen, if I somebody did that in my spinning class i'd be like this is a fucking fire hazard i don't feel safe i these loved it. sweaty out of breath people are like deciding to blow out a candle okay yeah carry on i loved it <laughs> anyway so cycling and then to my right there was quite a tall lady like got a tall lady and I could see her in the mirror and it was all dark. And I just kept thinking she was the slender man. 
that's a horror movie. No. But I was like, I'm seeing this woman. It's like, this is, I told to freak out. I was like, oh God, drive a cycle away from her. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you thought about pushing her off. <laughs> I get loads of that sometimes. Yeah, I get a lot of that. I, I used to get a lot of that. Like I'd be talking to someone and I'd think, I just want to punch you in the face. <laughs> My brother used to get it when he was in, in his meetings. When he'd sit across somebody, he'd think, if I just went, I'd kiss them. <laughs> What would they do? He'd get done for sexual harassment, yeah. <laughs> most likely. But yeah. you, you did but, say to me, but you Citalopram go... really helped my intrusive thoughts. Did it? Mm, that's why I took it. So, what were your intrusive thoughts, thoughts before? They were like so kind of debilitating. Like I was just very paranoid a lot of the time. Like I've, I thought, like you know, it's so out of, um, it's so contradictory to my entire personality. Because like my whole life, I've basically been sure everybody loves me and like don't really think about it. if somebody tells me that someone hates me i'm like super shocked i'm like no way like get, get i hate me. them but, but they can hate me and then when it was really bad for like a summer and i was just convinced that like everybody was gonna like kill me and like everywhere i'd be i'd be convinced that like whoever i was talking to had a gun and they were about to shoot me <gasps> That's and it's scary. just very like everywhere or like i'd be in a room like this and i'd think those lights up there they're gonna fall off and hit me on the head and i'm gonna die or like i'd be on stage and i'd be like uh the the speaker or whatever is gonna like fall on me and oh, kill no. me like everywhere i was i used to be scared of the sky that's like supreme I used anxiety to think the sky was gonna fall on me <laughs> Like I never felt safe anywhere because I'd even go outside because in buildings I'd be like, the building's going to collapse. But then I'd go outside and I'd be like, the sky's going to collapse. Oh <laughs> so God. I really did not feel safe anywhere. Okay, buddy. <laughs> and then when that thing, do you remember when the, 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 was it the Apollo, the curious incident or whatever it was, the ceiling fell yeah. in? Oh my God, because that was when <laughs> yeah. I was like, I knew it. Really I knew it. I, I was knew like, it. I'm not going to the theater. You'll never see me after it. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. That's, it's crazy what the mind can do. The mind is wild how powerful it is. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You then took citalopram? Yes. And that's what helped it? It's really helped. I don't really feel, apart from when I'm hungover, sometimes I get a bit... Paranoid. Yeah, sometimes when I'm hungover, I'm a bit like, I'm going to die. You're, do you know why I just adore you? Because you you, you're so open with this stuff. So many people aren't. Mm. You know what I mean? We're just not open with it. And and look, I, I, I don't know why. Maybe you're right with my anxiety that's been, it's annoying. It's, the, the wedding starts and you're meant to then be in this honeymoon period and stuff like that, which we were. But then, yeah, anxiety is this creature. And I think, it's I think because, that's quite normal, though. Really? I think that is like a thing that people always have after their weddings. I don't, do they? Yeah, I've spoken to a lot of people who have that. Weirdly enough, my brother did say to me when he got married, and my brother is like normal as they come. Like he is just totally normal. He said he felt a real sense of like, ooh, like what? I think that's why people then go and have kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, you know, we've already spoken about this, but it's like the weddings and getting married is 
like conceptually like it's so intense because you're spending this whole time like planning the whole thing then it's the only time in your life that all of those people are going to be in the same place like that's probably the only time unless one of you dies and then there's a funeral and then they'll all come to that I guess but mm. there's so few moments where all of those people are in one place and it's over in a second and that fucks with your head what it would I imagine yeah. like whenever I've had anything like that like when I did my show at Ali Pali for example this year in March mm. I invited like all my friends all my family like there was like a lot of people there that I hadn't seen forever and they were all in the same place and I was sort of almost like black a blackout I wasn't really there like for that bit because I was just like this is way too intense seeing all these people like I can't even really process it so I don't really even remember it <sighs> Just tell me, I know exactly what you mean. Tell me about when you said with your ex, you used to like point, put it on them when you're having panic attack. Oh, so what, what did you mean by that? So like I'd start an argument and, and I'd, I'd decide that he'd done something and usually he hadn't. Like he would just be like minding his own business at work. And I'd sort of start an argument. Out of then, nowhere? Uh, not out of nowhere, like out of, sort of I guess like, like a comment that I'd maybe read wrong or like yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. And then decide he hates me and then start an argument and then basically like explode and then be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was just, that was just my anxiety. And so good that you could label it though <clears throat> and understood that. I guess because it it, 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 it took a while. That's what like was, I guess like beneficial for me, that relationship <laughs> is that I learned that in that relationship. Because I think I'd been doing that to my mum forever. I think I'd been like exploding at my mum. Like my mum, when I broke up with my ex, the first thing she said was she was like, has been nice, you know, not just having you relying on us. <laughs> like something like that. She was like, it has been nice, you know, just having someone else looking after you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they knew, they were like, oh, she's back now. Oh, she's going to start fucking going, ang getting angry at us. <laughs> oh, God. But I don't think you're like an angry person. No, I'm not really. I'm you're not, not anymore. I'm really not anymore. This was like four, four or five years ago. But you learned to control that, right? Yeah, I've just mellowed out quite a lot, I think. I have mellowed out. I don't know. I don't think it, I Loads of magic mushrooms, Jamie. I've done loads of magic mushrooms. Have you done magic mushrooms? Yeah, before? look at my tattoo. It's of a mushroom, if anyone didn't know. two mushrooms. Have you, would you ever sport? go and do something like ayahuasca? I'd love to do ayahuasca. Maybe we go and do ayahuasca together. I'd love to do ayahuasca. Yeah. I would like vomit on you and then you'd <laughs> on me. <laughs> would um, you like to do it? I really want to do it. Why? Yeah. What is the intrigue to go and do because, it? Because, so... When I, whenever I've done magic mushrooms, I have really felt felt like a therapeutic benefit from doing them. So well, I give used, that to me. What do you mean? So I used to be like really scared of dying, like really, really scared of, of death. Yeah. And hence uh, the sky falling down. Hence every everything was a cause of death. Like yeah. everything I did, I was gonna die from it. Yeah. And then my uncle, who was like my sort of favorite family member, I guess, died. And I How did he die? He, um, so he had paranoid schizophrenia. Like he had it since he was like early twenties. He's my dad's brother. I remember you His name that. was Donald. And, um, he lived with it, you know, had like bad episodes, but lived with it. And just essentially the medication that you go on for schizophrenia is called clozapine, or I don't know if they have a new one now, but I doubt they do. And it's so bad for your immune system. Like it's the effect of people with schizophrenia live like on average, like 20 years less than no ways. people. Yeah. Because of the, the effects, it has the on effects your body. that it has on your body. So he eventually got ill and then, Went into hospital and Does it keep it at bay, though? 
It does. Yeah, it does. It's such a, like, I'm so interested in so schizophrenia. Um, Do you ever get the fear that you... I used to, yeah, because I grew up with my uncle who had it. So I, like, knew him really well. I have hours and hours of footage that I filmed of him where I just interview him about, like, what was going on in his head. And I was always, from a really young age, really fascinated by what it was like and, like, you know, what... Like, Tell me, what, what did he say it was like? Well, like, paranoid schizophrenia, it's a lot about, like, he'd watch TV and he would think, that, like, everything was, like, about him. Do you know what I mean? Wow. So like, like, uh, like something on the news would be like, that's that they're they're doing that to me. Like that's happening to me. Have you not watched that film with Russell Crowe, Beautiful Mind? Yes. It's like in that film. Um, love that movie. Love that film. Well, it's so hard. It's the same with Girl Interrupted. I'm just so like when I was younger, I was so scared that I was going to end up with schizophrenia. Um, and so and that was, builds on anxiety as well because then you're anxious, yeah, yeah, it? yeah. And also because I was an idiot, I used to like smoke so much weed as well, which yeah, probably didn't help. No, Honestly, don't smoke weed, especially in this country. Like smoke it in like Jamaica because it's really nice and natural there. Um, Can I? I'm just going to echo that. It's really really bad. Like this whole like legalization of weed, I don't think it's a very good idea because I think it really great for some people i'm sure but for some people it's really not a good idea i think that's the thing i mean the, the one benefit of it being legal is that it's regulated in a way that like skunk in in the uk that's what triggers a lot of people into psychosis because it's got like crazy random chemicals in it that if it was legal like it would be a bit more regulated like in la if you have like the gummies there it doesn't like, have the same effect same as, thing. Like, if i smoke skunk here um, did you smoke a lot of skunk um i was a bit of a Bit of a ganja girl, yeah. Come on, girl. It was a bit of a legend. <laughs> You're a bit of a ganja. Four twenty. Oh uh, yeah, it's not. It's actually a little bit late in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're doing. No, it's actually four thirty. It's actually yeah, a little bit later. There, there you go. No, I what? used to be a ganja boy. Did you really? <laughs> no, I can't imagine that. I did once smoke <clears> weed <throat> and I whiteed. It was the worst experience of my life. I bet you did. I, it was fucking horrendous <laughs> and i just sat in this like house all these boys who are older than me and i just was like freaking out and i just didn't and i kept thinking they were going to come up to me and scare me and i was like paranoid about it it's awful <laughs> thing, actually. Oh. yeah it's it's not it's really not like it's not it's not for anxious people no it's really not no, it's but then really people not. say it makes you unanxious yeah but i think maybe that works for some people it, it does not do that for me magic mushrooms like definitely have like some kind of benefit of that so basically when my uncle died yeah. um to finish that story mm -hmm. he i like love reggae and like i like grew up like being absolutely obsessed with reggae and my uncle donald like really like got into it with me and like for the christmas before he died he bought me like loads of like music on vinyl and so it was like this thing that we like had together and then he died and the next day i was meant to be going to this reggae festival in spain and i was like oh i don't really know whether or not to go because like, i feel really bad like he's just died like it feels a bit rude to, like go to a festival and like leave my dad like grieving his brother like to go to mm. a festival but then i was like oh i think he would love me going anyway so i went and i did magic mushrooms at this festival and this is the first time i've done magic mushrooms and i had this like really spiritual experience where mm. <laughs> i like spoke to him and really grieved him and really processed his death and really sort of felt like there is something a bit more like to the world than just like us being here and since then have not felt the same way about death that's awesome mm. but i don't know if that was just like maybe i had some really good shrooms yeah but that's quite a good that's a yeah. real positive experience <laughs> but i think that's sort of what people get out of ayahuasca like there's like a you face things you face like your trauma, fear. Yeah, trauma and deep fears and a lot of people that do it confront them go through this as like years of talking therapy and then don't feel the same way about them I freaking love that guys. let's do it uh, sorry 
It's a great way to end it. I think <laughs> we should go and do it. <laughs> All right. Next episode of Private Parts. Will be us doing ayahuasca. Are we going to do... <laughs> us I, uh, and the shaman. Uh, us. I... I, I on the next episode, I'm going to tell you the story of when I went and tried to do ayahuasca in the Bolivian jungle. <laughs> I did. I'm going to tell you about it. Why so, didn't you do it? Well, I'll tell you what happened okay. in the next episode. So listen, guys, if you want to hear what happened in the next episode, you've got to tune in. <laughs> hey, listen, if this has uh, triggered anyone in the episode, blame Grace. Don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Um, but do take drink carefully as well. Yeah, don't, don't drink too much. Don't drink too much. Sleep uh, a lot. Sleep well. loads. Mm. Um, draw. Exercise. As Exercise. Well. Draw. Good. Color in is good. Spinning. Spinning. <laughs> that slender man in the corner. <laughs> terrified me. <laughs> all right, everybody. We love you. Go and check out Grace on all of her social platforms, and we'll see you next week. When I'm going to tell you the story of me in the Bolivian jungle. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 